Hello and thanks for listening to RT Radio 1's The Rolling Wave podcast with me, Aoife Nick Paul O'Shaughnessy is a fiddle player from Dublin but with family roots in County Donegal and he's also an academic and writer and he has just published a new book called Aurine Anna John Hitt which is a collection of 128 songs collected from Anna John Hitt or Anna Nicolouan in Nacrocha or the Blue Stack Mountains in the 1930s and then again later in the 1940s. The book is accompanied by a CD of recordings of a selection of the songs made by six very well-known Donegal singers. And we'll be hearing um, a few of those songs tonight, beginning with this one, Undriven Dove, sung by Dimrick McGillivride. And then straight after the song, you'll hear Paul O'Shaughnessy talking a little more about those family connections with Donegal. On my mother's side, yeah, um, Pearl McBride. Um, she was actually born in Scotland, but her parents are from Balbuffet and Kitty Gordon in East County Donegal. But then <clears throat> she had other relations going back further up into the mountains, up into Fintown. So McGinty, I think that was their surname, and a few other families up there. So, yeah, it, ever since we were very young, we were brought up to Donegal every year to meet all the, the relations up there and go around. And it's actually where I got my first fiddle, full-size fiddle, from an uncle of my mother's. Yeah, Willie John Boner. He, um, he had the fiddle in, the, in a cupboard, a hot press, for 40 years or something. <laughs> and I was about 12, and they took out the fiddle, and it, it needed a bit of work done. She said, right, George, now take it away. Nice. And it's the fiddle that my daughter Kate plays now. So we won't be letting that out of the family. Yeah. It's a lovely fiddle. And... So there was music. I mean, your your mum, uh, Pearl, mm-hmm. fiddle player. Did it go back the generations then? Yeah, my grandfather, Jim McBride, was a fiddle player. Mm. And he made sure that my mother learned the fiddle and that kind of thing. And some of her brothers and sisters learned as well. I think she, one of her brothers was a piper. Um, so, yeah, the, very he was very exacting in the type of music he wanted played. His big hero, musically, was um, Sean McGuire. So if you couldn't play like Sean McGuire, there's no real point in playing it. So... Um, a lot of people had to exert themselves and say, that, I'm not playing like Sean Maguire. I want to play the way I want to play it. So it was good. It was, it was good. S- standards were set, if you like. And that was a particular standard he had that he had to live up to. But that was fine. So the book we're talking about here, of course, uh, the focus is on song because it's Aurein Anna John Hit. Yeah. And you, just to get it out of the way, you don't sing. <laughs> You're not a singer. That's not what no, led you down this road. Absolutely not. No, there's, there's no fear of that ever happening. Thanks to God. Okay. No, that's, not gonna, that's just not going to happen. Well, what did you lead you? What what led you to your interest then in in this uh, singer Anna? It kind of started off when I was in Ranafast back in the seventies. Somebody pointed out mountains behind the mountains that you could see from Ranafast, and said there were people up there that didn't speak any English, and I thought that was just mad because you know that was that was the same month that Elvis Presley died, so uh, it's quite a while ago. But um, I mean, the modern world was in full flight, and the idea that there would be areas where people didn't speak English. To me, coming from the north side of Dublin, didn't make any sense at all. But anyway, later on, um, through the fiddle, I started going to festivals in a festival in Glenties every year, and you'd meet people from the Crows, the likes of the Campbells, 
obviously, and they were talking about the music that was up in the Crows in the Blue Stacks. And um, just on from there, my then girlfriend, now wife, um, bought me a few presents over the years of books like um, Urklig Koschali. And see, there was a double cassette recorded in the Blue Stacks by the Folklore Commission uh, of music by Mickey Doherty which was great and those pictures that went with it and some stories from the area and bit by bit then more and more just got interested in the area so when I left work I gave up my job in 2004 to do a degree in Irish and English and then I went on to do a PhD in Irish and I chose um, a selection of stories from the Blue Sex collected by the Folklore Commission to edit them and to discuss the Irish that was written down by Sean O'Hai in those things and as I was going through that it's kind of going on and on. Um, I heard about he, he Sean High wrote about um, Anna John Kit and the store of songs he'd collected from her. I think he says in in his notes that he had two hundred songs collected from her. I came across one hundred and twenty eight, which is significant enough batch of songs. So that that was where it, it it kind of linked in my head the interest in the fiddle music of the area and the Irish of the area, and it brought them all together, the music and the the Irish together in one project. There's lots to talk about uh, in terms of this book and in terms of her indeed, but we have as well with the book, there is an accompanying CD mm-hmm. and um, there are a number of tracks on it recorded by contemporary yeah. uh, Donegal singers. And I want to play some of those in as, as we as we chat here. So mm-hmm. the first song we have is uh, from Anna Niwani and it's on Vaidin Vara. Tell me just a little bit about this song before we hear it. Yeah, well, an awful lot of people know of a song called On Vaidin Vara, but um, this is a completely different song. Uh, to a different air. And again, in that book, Urklik Koschali, Padrigon Fadrik Makalun was recorded singing two verses, I think, of the song <clears throat> in the 70s. And so he got the, got the melody from that. And then in, in the collection, um, there's another verse that Anna John Kitt had on top of the, the two verses that are in that book. So anyway, and he just asked me, what's the story? Where, 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 have we got the melody for this or a melody? And I was able to send her um, a copy of the recording that went with the book Urkle um, Koschali and, uh, and she put the, the, the three verses together with the music and it's lovely. Yul mantawans ni festu go wakama sa wilch no a kasalarta gasiv ahan wage and water your lovely banav his fishig shir yalu kretu a jish fell tani her smooch out of Bajirigin and Rosaneri. Anna Niwani and Janet Kana on Viden Vara and Gustamishan Show, Aaron Rolling Wave, Le Paul O'Shaughnessy. Um, Paul, tell me, um, Nakruacha, describe it for me as an area, like, especially at the time when, when Anna was alive. How remote was it? Well, I went up there last June and I took my car into the very beginnings of the road into the Blue Stacks. It is very Irgulta. It's very back back away out of the way. It's be- basically between Glenty's Balla Buffet and Donegal Town in a kind of a triangle like that. All the mountains that are up to your right is the area you're talking about. Um, Sean O'Hai in his diary he's, he describes going into the area in his car like going to sea on a boat. The roads are up and down. So, so rough was the road back then. That's back in the the 40s so um, I don't think there's been an awful lot of money spent on the road since then so they're yeah it's um, very cut off though people go walking in it and people do take cars up into it and, and go around but it's it's largely depopulated now 
And you mentioned the, the Campbells as well. Mm-hmm. And so th- there was obviously music and song and stories and folklore up there. Uh, yeah. yeah. And did it have its own very distinct character then? People who are in the know and wouldn't necessarily call myself a, an expert in this, but the Irish, this, but the people from the, the Crows arrived there about 300 years ago during the time of the plantations, um, mainly from Tyrone. Their surnames are Tyrone surnames, like McAloon itself. Um, so people would find similarities between the Irish spoken there and the Irish of the Sparrows, for instance. But uh, yeah, they were placed onto their own. I mean, even Sean High lived was from Teelan. And I think he was living up in Gorta Hork at the time in the early 40s or the late 40s. But he had never been into the, the blue stacks. He'd never he'd always driven around them, but he'd never been up into them. So even then it was considered out of the way. A place on its own. On yeah. its own, yeah. Mm. Let's, let's take another song. And we're spoiled for choice here because um, you have uh, Lilis O'Leary, Maureen Chulam, Anna Niwaini, we heard, uh, Maureen Niwaini, uh, Dimmerick McGillivrida and Brian O'Donnell. Uh, so fine singers, six very fine singers. And you sent all six singers the manuscript of 128 songs and mm-hmm. they chose the songs they wanted to record. Um, let's take another one. Maybe we might uh, take one from Lilis O'Leary. So this is a song called Hira Gunach the Thama Loshtin. Tell me about this song. I think let us put the music to this. So it'll sound a bit unusual to people. It won't be, people won't be familiar with the air to this, but um, yeah. I think it's lovely. But the melodies, that's interesting <coughs> because we should say that when the two collectors who, who wrote down these songs mm-hmm. from Anna, they, she spoke the words to them. So they didn't have, yeah. you didn't have melodies to begin with. So the melodies on this CD, for example, Generally, where did they come from? Well, apparently um, the practice was they get the collectors who have a singer sing one verse and then speak all the rest of the verses. But uh, Shauna High says that Anna had lost her voice and didn't sing the songs anymore, just spoke them. There were songs she had received from her father. Um, so th- there were no melodies really to speak of with, with the songs. So, um, but many of the songs would be known in the tradition. Um, for instance, um, the second song in, uh, on the list, Courage uh, Robin Finley. Mairead Nguyen, had the air for that, but only two verses. So now there's a whole five or six more verses to it from this collection from, from Anna. I know Brian was telling me he went, he had different versions of some of the songs and he got the version that was as close to the blue stacks as he could get so that he'd be, have a fairly good idea that he was using the right air mm. with the song. So a lot of thought went into it all right yeah very nice project for the singers involved mm. I'm sure ok look so this is Hir uh, Igonachta Tama Loshtin Aksholilis Olira Hir Igonachta Tama Loshtin Es Fata Wale Mahas Matroni Shakalin Yaka Wale Bochel Es Marigelal Herlalanan Suarek Smarige he was Ladrachum Radi. So at all Ebovin Lam Trachter, Schiella Holm Agamor, Here are Gunnach the Tomaloshin, Kantanjin Egg Lilis O'Leary, and we're here on the Rolling Wave with uh, Paul O'Shaughnessy, and he is talking about his new book, Auroin Anna John Hit. Um, Paul, why was it so important? Um, to have the contemporary versions of this, these songs yeah. with this book. I didn't approach this from the point of view of folklore or folklorist. Uh, I brought, if you like, music musician's sensibility to it and part of the tradition. And I thought it'd be better to give an idea of how the songs could be taken from paper and given back to life again. For people who want, to, singers come along who want to get 
new songs or get old versions of songs that they might have one or two verses of just to give an idea of what you could do with the likes of this or other books as well that you know it doesn't have to just exist on paper you can take it and put the air to it and make make a living song from it again and there are many more songs in the collection that aren't on the the CD of course so oh, yeah. there's a huge store there mm-hmm. um the the woman of course at the center of all this mm-hmm. uh, anna herself what do we know about her tell me a bit about her mm. she died i think in 1956 i could be wrong about that um and she wasn't old she had no family she was married to to Sean McAloon, um lived in a small house in the mountains and but became very famous among folklorists um was visited by a number of the eminent folklore collectors and professors because of what she had in in the book there are drawings and sketches there's a portrait of her somewhere by Coleman is it Simon Coleman so I mean she was visited and treated as somebody important somebody with a, a huge store of Shanachas not just songs but of, of stories as well and Shanachas and then seemed to be forgotten some of the people that aren't forgotten about have lived on if you like the, the likes of Peg down in Kerry and, and a few more like that and their stories are told so I thought it would be no harm to Shine a light. I mean, I'm not <clears throat> setting out to have a bio- biography of her. It's not um, a social discourse on the life and the cross. It's, it's literally the, the, the title is Auron, so it's, it's the songs. It's the songs. The focus yeah. is on songs. Yeah. Well, <coughs> looking at the songs, there are two tracks on this CD, which I love. One is a duet between uh, uh, Brian O'Donnell and Lilla <coughs> O'Leara. Yeah. And then there's also a conversation between Anna uh, herself and uh, Sean O'Hochie, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's all about kudachi. Yeah. Tell me what is a kudach and uh, describe these kinds of these kinds of songs for me. Okay. And we, then we might have a listen to Brian and Lillis. Okay. Well, the way she put it was that um, they'd be carding wool, teams of women in houses, and they called them camps, company. And they'd be working all the way from morning till night, carding wool, and lots of girls and women in the houses. Sheep rearing was the main activity, agricultural activity. So when all the work was done, then they would start singing songs and sometimes men will come in that have music and dancing in the houses as well but um, Kudaki were kind of playful songs where they'd be matching girls in the company with fellas that they fancied or didn't fancy or whatever and it was just basically a way of having a bit of fun with people with, with songs so Kudaki would, would literally they'd be putting girls to fellas and say he went off with her she went off with him and all that kind of thing you know just but playful songs. And would the words to those change depending on who was in the room and that kind the, of thing? The songs would be more or less the same, I think, and then the names would be changing all the time. Yeah. <laughs> OK, well, let's have a listen to. So the first of all, you'll hear the voice of Anna herself with Sean O'Hochie, a little clip of that. And then there is a, one of the Kudachi sung by uh, Brian O'Donnell, Agus Lillis O'Leara. Mahurnidu, <laughs> 
Brian O'Donnell Agus Lillis O'Learanchin and that was one of the Kudahi uh, included on the CD um, which comes along with the book Aurain Anna John Hit. Um, I mentioned Sean O'Huchy and he the songs that you have here the 128 songs they were collected by him and by Liam McManman mm-hmm. two Donegal men tell me a little about them they, they worked for the Folklore Commission both of them at different from times from the very start yeah. no, they, they, they started at the same time in 1935 yeah they were in the, the first tranche of collectors that were full-time collectors that were hired by the Folklore Commission. Liam McManaman was there for, I think, four years and then he got a job teaching. and uh, He moved jobs, if you like, but um, Sean Hai stayed until he retired. So he worked there for, I think, 40 years or more. Yeah, uh, Liam was from up in the mountains near Fintown and Sean Hai was from Teelan. He was a fisherman by trade initially and then moved into this um, folklore collecting. Um, yeah, they they put an awful lot of time. I mean, the work that they did was something else. I mean, they carried that edophone with them, which, have you seen them? Oh, yes. They weigh half a ton. Yeah. You know, your, your mobile phone now has everything that they had, but they had to carry it up, wind it up, take back the cylinders, they had to sit back in their, their digs at the end of a day collecting and then transcribe it back onto uh, onto paper and send the, the, the cylinders and the paper down to Dublin where they were put into some shape and maybe edited and checked and all the rest of it uh, and then catalogued and there's a huge amount of work went into it uh, with equipment that you'd now look at and say what you know the dinosaurs were playing with those things but um, it's amazing the, the amount of stuff they collected with the equipment they had and even sometimes when you hear the recordings some of them are very very clear some of them are very very good altogether but an awful lot of them, the recordings were lost because I think the at the part of that once they were written down, that's it, the job was done, and the discs might or the cylinders were cleaned to be used again. Reused, yeah. Yeah, the, mm. a warm knife was passed around the wax and then used again. You know. So basically, the song was smoothed yeah. out. Yeah. So it's um, the miracle is that there's so much there, still, on, on record. The, the the great job was done by the Folklore Commission, because it was cut just as the end was coming, because electrification had started shortly after that and by the time the whole country was electrified um, nobody was telling stories anymore in the houses and that was the end of it then so it was just caught in time mm. So what remains of those recordings um, of stories and songs from mm-hmm. Anna is in the Folklore Commission in, yeah. in UCD There's yeah. a huge amount I mean if you like you could use this book and there's other ones like it as a template for going in there and finding stuff about your own area mm. and is there that there could be work to be done there as well. For I'm sure there's work to be done and a huge amount of work to be done in different places. Mm. Uh, I think they're bit by bit it's going online, mm. what they have. By on the Skull from the early 30s, that's that's now online. Mm. So that's something, that's that's a good thing. Um, <clears throat> let's take another song. Um, maybe um, Andrainan Don uh, from Moirni Chulam. Do you want to introduce this song or is there anything in particular? No, no. I, I, I know that when I 
sent word to Maya asking would she be interested and she came back absolutely jumped all over the, the whole idea. She was really delighted to be asked to, to do it. As were all the singers, it was great because the enthusiasm that came back from the singers when I introduced this was, was fantastic. They just thought it was a great project and they were delighted to be involved in it. Hmm. So, um, yeah, it was, it was lovely to get the reaction back from, from, from people, some who I knew very well and some I was only getting to know, but it was, was great. OK, so Mary Nicholm, Agus on Drynon, done. Magic to Shikana and Drynon Dun. Um, I think there's a line, and I uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It, it's in the diaries of Sean O'Huhi because a lot of the information you have about Anna is based on what yeah. Sean O'Huhi wrote in his diaries. But he has mm-hmm. a nice line where he's saying that she did a great service to people who aren't even born yet. I think that's in the introduction here. Yeah. So to future generations, and that's a very nice part of this because, you know, her her voice may not be there anymore, but these songs are her sort of her legacy, which is very nice. Well, we've had one or two small tracks of her speaking and singing and I thought it was very important to include that into just the link if you like it was very important that people would hear what she sounded like herself Mm. Um, but yeah I mean the fact that she had retained all these songs from her own father Um, so you're talking going back into the middle of the 19th century and at least beyond that you know well beyond that as well She had an amazing memory apparently She must have had yeah Yeah. She must have had Um, and her husband apparently Sean O'Hoy says it he used to whistle all the songs which Sean O'Hoy found unusual because Anna wasn't singing them anymore but obviously he'd heard them enough when they were younger and he had all the, the air he had the melodies in his head and she had all the words <laughs> but he didn't sing no, no. no. <laughs> interesting no. Um, ok look let's take uh, one more short song and then I'll give out the details of, of this book um, so this little one is it's only about a minute I think Maureen Waney and it's Listyle Mela Sargent well, well, the, the song is, itself stands on its own. It's lovely. But if you listen to the melody, it's the same melody that's used for a number of different songs, such as um, Skibbereen, a song in English. It's it's a song that's used. It's also used in a song in Tipperary, Oh, the Glen of Aherlow. Very often, melodies can be used for a whole range of different songs. That's why I wasn't overly worried about getting the exact air that was used and not to spend too much time trying to find out. It wasn't going to be found out anyway. But if an air that was appropriate to the song could be used for the song that was perfect and and you know in all possibility that's the, the melody that you would that would have been used the melodies are correct and true to, to the tradition but um, it, it wasn't as important to me that too much time be spent getting the exact note for note melody as long as the one was appropriate to the song Oh Spay my lenna law, 
Listen to the Hilmela Sergeant sung there by Maureen Ewaney. Paul, that thing of um, where the songs came from, you, you mentioned that uh, Anna John Hitt learned some of the songs or remembered some of the songs from her father, but I know there are some uh, child ballads here. There, mm-hmm. There's everything. Do you know where these would have... Tra- are these just songs that travelled with people moving and emigrating and coming and going? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be an expert in that now, any more than I am on the, the fact that the... PhD I did was on international stories that were told in the blues text. So stories that are told in all the Gaelic areas, in all the countries of Europe and sometimes of further afield. Mm-hmm. The same stories in different languages, but following the same theme. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the stories, the songs similarly, were, were they handed down? What transfer would there have been from language to language? I don't know because mm-hmm. nobody was writing in either English or in Irish go back a couple of hundred years. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, did they go back further and further or were they... I don't know. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's, um, it's one of those mysteries. But the, the fact that they exist in all the different traditions and in the different languages possibly speaks to coming from an older source, mm. a handed down source going back hundreds, thousands of years. Well, you certainly have um, brought these songs and brought her uh, very much to life um, with this book. So congratulations. So it's called Aurine Anna John Hit. It's published by Corleville Idissa Aaron and it is being distributed by Four Courts Press. And as I say, it comes with this very fine CD. You've been listening to some of the songs from that CD this evening. And it also has, there are um, extra recordings. There's a, a QR code you can scan and there are more songs then that you can listen to uh, online. Um, as well as the ones on the physical CD. So congratulations, Paul, for playing to you. Um, I know in talking to Brian about it, I think I said in advance of the thing, he was very conscious of listening to different versions of the songs from different singers and getting a version that would be as close as you could get to the the Nakruka Gorma, the, the Blue Stacks. And um, a lot of thought put into it. And I think it's it's it shows in the recording of all the singers that the amount of thought and preparation they put into it. And the recording was really nicely done in the traditional music archive. Yeah, Adam there did a lovely job on the on the recording of the, the songs as well and the singers. The only thing I asked them to do was um, sing them channels, not to have arrangements or bands or that. And they were all very happy to do that. That, that wasn't a, yeah. was never an issue. And I think the, the result was lovely. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a brilliant CD and a great book. So thanks a million. So we'll end, as I say, with this song. This is Brian O'Donnell and he's singing Bruach na Finne. Favrua na fenye hanik man sped van hyun. She bajeshu da wakum man rerk mohul. Vigahi krenyen brawas vi bred marnul. So come shang shingle gan kar gan clean gan Thanks for listening to the Rolling Wave podcast. For rights reasons, the music here is shorter than in the original broadcast. So if you'd like to hear the full versions of the tunes, you can go to rte.ie forward slash radio one forward slash the rolling wave. This programme was first broadcast on the 17th of September 2023. Till the next time, Gurmila Mahagi, Agaslan.